You're listening to the Connect Church podcast featuring the pastoral staff of Connect Church in Tupelo, Mississippi. This podcast delivers biblical truths, hot topic discussions, and encouragement you need on your daily journey to live like Christ. The Human Resources Department requires that I be available. Not sure if the invite cards are nifty, but the mustache is definitely not. He's in charge of our children. What are we doing? I don't. Here are your hosts, Terry Pierce, Andrew Pierce, and Tanner Stahl. Thank you all for being here. Let's get started. Good morning, good afternoon, good night. Whenever you're watching, listening to this podcast, thanks for listening. And you can check it out on all your platforms, social media. Share this podcast with a friend. Maybe they'll get a good laugh today and come to church on Sunday. That's the whole point of the podcast. Yeah. Laugh and come to church. You've had a good week. That's right. That's all. <laughs> that's the whole reason for this kit and caboodle up here. So, uh, anyways, how's it going, guys? It's Tuesday. Uh, t- it's Tuesday. Two 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 two. Two. And for our, uh, the audience, I know this is a podcast, so you can't see this, but Tanner is, very, is wearing a very inappropriate tutu. Yes, it is. Uh, it, it, no, I'm not really. <laughs> you don't want to get that. However, <laughs> uh, do, do you remember? Do you remember um, an old Predators player, crowd favorite Jordan Tutu? I do. You remember yes. Jordan Tutu? Yes. Okay, yes. yeah. T O O T O O was mm-hmm. his name. He was from Canada. And, um, anyways. Uh, Canadian, the, eh? Yeah, hey. Uh, the Predators <laughs> put out, you know, happy Tuesday to those celebrating and put just a picture of Jordan Tutu. It was, it was nice. very clever. That was clever. Very was good, good job, yes. Preds. Yes. I like that. Yeah. That was good. So, yeah, it's uh, February 22nd, the day of our Lord here, and we are going to talk about, uh, wrap, well, we're not going to talk about, but we are going to wrap up our Building a Better Family Conference, which that banner out there, by the way, we need to just give that to the Chandlers. They can put that on their oh, wall. It's got to be like in their Hall of Fame. As their Chandlers. family picture. Yes, family right? picture. Get that thing framed. It's going to be in their hallway when you walk in their house. And so the, you know, right. Taylor, see, Taylor Chandler are. leaned over and when you guys had that on the screen, which, by the way, I'm sorry, I'm hoarse today. Yeah, clear so your it throat. Is what it, is. <laughs> <clears throat> it doesn't matter. But uh, She said uh, when you guys had it up on the screen or whatever, their family picture, she said, all right, they can take it down now. Take it down. Take it down. Take it down now like that. And, I, and uh, Well, now Ash- we're just going to run the ad for another month. Yes, so, right, please right. do. Yes, on behalf yes. of so Ashlyn said, why Why does like, why does it bother you so much? She goes, because I have a five head. And oh. she goes, <laughs> and so, so naturally, to distract all the teenagers in the middle of the service, right as Terry's getting ready preaching, I zoom in via Snapchat, zoom in right on her forehead and draw arrows to it and send it to the group chat in the middle of church. Nice. Nice. So <laughs> maybe I should Photoshop it and stretch it out a little bit more. What do you yes, think? Yes. Give her a nine head. Yes. <laughs> uh, oh so gosh. are you hoarse from yelling at the Winter Jam conference? I am. Concert. <laughs> was it I good? Am. It was awesome. Who it was, who awesome. was at Winter Jam this year? Oh, who is not at Winter Jam? There like was... 90% of our church was there. No, no, no I mean the yeah. performing yeah. No, I know, I know. Yeah. <laughs> I've never yeah. been, and, and I do not ever plan to go. So. Oh, you, three, you, you will when your daughters get teenagers. The so. three people that... Bayside Worship, Megan Dukes, Abby Robertson. I had never heard of any of those three at Uh all. And then... um, Bayside Worship, like, you know, Slater and Zach Morris and Kelly Kapowski. I don't know any of those names. You are a failure of life. (laughs) Come on. No idea who you're talking about right now. (laughs) Screech Powers, Lisa Turtle, Jesse Spano, 
Mr. Belding. S- SpongeBob. I can say oh, names, yeah, but I, it doesn't I, mean I anything. He's, you know I know where he's going. Yes, okay. yes. Yeah. Bayside. Bay, uh, Bayside High. So the, right. There's this little show. It, it was kind of popular. Uh, oh, it was yeah. called Saved by the Bell. And <laughs> Never watched Saved by the Bell. Oh, I quit. I quit. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay. All right, continue with the lineup of porn stars. <laughs> wow. Well, now, now I'm trying to think. Here's my new worst. Hang on. <laughs> <laughs> no, never watched Saved by the... Well, in, in my defense, I knew what it was, and it was around, but, I mean, obviously it was more for teenagers and older kids when I was that age, and my parents told me I wasn't allowed to watch it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably so. Um, but <laughs> the... Uh, Anyway, now I now I can't even remember who we didn't all want was. That, any of that carnal laughter in our homes. <laughs> I am they. Next, time out. Next week, if I remember, I'm going to come and our little segment break uh, when we change segments. I'm going to get the Say by the Bell trans- scene transitions music. Oh, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Oh, you know how yeah. I get those oh, yeah. that comes oh. at transition music. I'm coming with Say so by the you, Bell. Well, if you do music. the uh, the the bracket challenge again, you can add Save by the Bell this year if it wasn't in there last I'm year. I'm sure it was. Oh well, it obviously wasn't well, that popular. Well, we're not going to do. A, we're not going. Well, keep in mind our voting audience here. Uh, <laughs> quit. Tearing oh, sorry, up. sorry. Every sorry. week. Um, I was, was going to say. Oh, we'll we'll do another bracket challenge for sure, but it won't be best TV show because we just did that one. So there you go. Y'all, y'all give us ideas of what we should do. Best cereal. Yeah, that's, best. That's a I good call. Yeah. Steaks. I don't. I don't know. Something. Else. Please do best Southern gospel group. <laughs> 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 Anyways, okay, I, I, I'm tired of Winter sure Jam. Shredder still I'm tired works. of Winter Jam. No one there was important, so we'll uh, we'll move on. Skillet, Jesus, Skillet, Skillet is old. Uh, all right, are. so we're wrapping up the Building a uh, Better Family Conference, and our sermon title this week was Building a Resilient Home. And you know how hard it is to spell the word resilient a lot. Oh my gosh! On the screens. You know how many times? Do you know how many times in a manuscript it's seven pages long with three thousand two hundred forty-eight words that I misspelled resilient? Yeah. And then have, oh, it's horrible. And you're like resilient, <laughs> resilient. Yes. You know, like resilience. You know, it's just it was. I, I'm pretty sure my computer was screaming at me, "Idiot, spell it right one <laughs> yeah. time." That's a hard word, but anyways, and also, yeah. So, kudos to Chuck in the first service because uh, you put the wrong scripture I on just your, changed it. In my <laughs> you put the wrong scripture on your notes. And so I put in, I just put in what you type in. I don't really, you know, check it unless something stands out. So um, whenever you said Hebrews 6, I went into panic mode. I was like, uh, wait a minute. I put in Hebrews 4. Which is correct. Which was correct. Right. But Chuck, to his uh, quickness and yeah. thought process, he had uh, chapter 6 already pulled up in case that was the one that needed ah, to be in that there. That was good. good. So <laughs> who knows to Chuck? We, we didn't know what was going to happen. That's scary that Chuck already knows he's probably screwed this up. <laughs> he's got to well, be prepared well, either well, way. Well, Chuck and I are both a little bit OCD on stuff like that, so that that's the way we've got to hit He had bits, it ready so, to rock yeah, and roll. So it was, so. Yeah, it was good. All right, building a resilient home. Let's get into it. Um, uh, we are the church, and you, child, are precious to us. I like how you open up the there whole sermon with that thing, and <laughs> mm-hmm. and uh, you got a bunch of hearty amens in the got, second, got, uh, the first service. Gave a huge shout out and description for all of our children's church and nursery workers, and describe what they do, and and let them get a little bit of glory this Sunday. Yes, and let's and to that point, let's just remember. Uh, listening audience, that our nursery workers and our children's church workers are volunteers. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. All right. They are not paid. They were worthy of the shout out. All right. So let's be thankful that they're even there. Yes. And let's not worry about what they're doing in there unless they're just like killing your kid, which yeah. they're not. Oh. <laughs> they're loving on them as best they can. Let's be thankful for them. And they them. do a tremendous job that goes beyond recognition. Right. And they, Nobody they, in there is paid. Right. And they do a great job. They do a quality job. And we've got a quality set up and quality people working on all the way around A pluses. The uh, uh, we could argue some of the best stuff that 
that happens in our churches in that departments in both and all three of them preschool yeah. ministry all of it i was gonna say speaking of the kids how did the preschool ministry go there mr ed so far so good i think uh i think a lot of the parents really appreciated having it now too that <clears throat> we have a lot of like three and four year olds that and five year olds that are in that age group and they had a ton of fun i'm i'm not even gonna lie i kind of want to like kick bailey and all them out and i kind of want to lead that one now and just get some different children's church volunteers so that one looks way more fun <laughs> and I think we take for granted, you know, and that's what we just, we did in the sermon. And we really, you know, went into length. It was about the first five minutes, but you know, we just said how many of us, you know, are following Christ today, and we'll never even remember the fact that there was a, there was a nursery worker in there that was holding us while we were screaming, "We want our mommy," and they were singing to us, you know, "Jesus loves me, this I know," and you know, they were rocking us to sleep. And then, uh, and then, of course, I, you know, which did get a lot of laughter, as I said. And they not only do they feed you they clean you up and they take care of you and then they have to feed you again because the sermon went long yeah yeah so that's the next step of appreciation for terry is let me and tanner get up here for an hour and 45 minutes and you sit in there with nursery and children's church and you'll have even deeper appreciation for all that they do for our for our youth in the church we all have our gifts <laughs> let's, let's not pretend that there are some parents out there who are thinking you know i really wish you would hurry up because i'm hungry but at the same time there's free child care down there exactly so, so what yeah. i think that's probably the only reason i've survived all these it's years the sophie's the, choice at child care <laughs> Is the parents said I can take another ten minutes of the sermon because I get free childcare. Yeah. <laughs> so the whole let's see uh, the message this month this uh, the message this morning is a simply a love letter to your grown up selves and the church's future. May you never forget that the church has never stopped loving you. The future of the church rests with you. Amen. And that's what Straight we... Straight out of the sermon there. Say, right, right. So quoting the text there in any way. And so, yeah, we, we, we then launched from there. Uh, Matt Markins has written a book uh, called Resilient and a Child Discipleship and the Fearless Future of the Church to that point. And he talks a lot bit of, uh, about the fact that, um, you know, the, the in resilience that we are learning how to, and, and we give the definition of resilience that uh, that we can't spell, Tanner and I yeah. can't spell, is that uh, how that we're able to withstand and recover quickly, and I like that, uh, from difficult conditions. And we outline the fact, and, and you know, we're sort of piggybacking with uh, Dr. Tim Kimmel's book, Connecting church and home about grace-based families, and we're I think approaching that from a little bit different, hopefully, and and I think a more accurate biblical definition that our home should have been all along places filled with grace and understanding that uh, there is all kinds of challenges to the home and to the family, and just surviving. And I think we beat ourselves up and we put a lot of pressure on parents and and all of those kind of things. And I think that um, realizing that the grace that comes into family is what uh, Markins and Kimmel are, are building off of, and we need to help parents understand that, that the grace that Jesus offers us is the kind of grace that we parent our kids with. That's right. And uh, Matt Markins, or as we used to call him in Bible college, Mark Matkins. I like that. I didn't know that. So yes, <laughs> yeah. it yes. was. He worked there uh, when I was a student there, uh, and he was in the recruiting department at that time. Became president of Awana. Awana, so. mm-hmm. yeah, kind of a big deal. So yeah. we always called him Mark Matkins. So yeah. every time you said Matt Markins on Sunday, I was like, ah, Mark Matkins, super smart guy. Yeah, super super smart guy. So, anyways, uh, the definition of resilience: uh, the person who's able to withstand or recover quickly from difficult conditions. Um, <coughs> that was good. 
Yeah. You know, I've never really thought about the definition of resilience mm-hmm. and how that applies to our family, yeah. uh, our Christian family yeah. uh, as a whole. We stumble and struggle every day and we got to quickly recover. <laughs> right. <laughs> and you don't often times feel very resilient. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, so um, I mean, most of the times you know, in parenting, I know with little ones, you feel What's the opposite of resilient? Non-resilient. <laughs> you feel broken failure. down. Feel failure. failure. Exactly. And, and that's what I think that we've put a you know a false sense of you know okay we're failing as parents and and all that and it's not a matter of if you fail it's when you fail to get back up right. and so I'll let Andrew address uh, the struggles with all that but anyway go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, I'm not telling all our dirty laundry on here, but <laughs> um, one of the things that I, you know, I've, I have actually read that book, Connecting Church and Home. Um, and one of the things that he talks about in there is we have to be parents that are leading out of integrity. And that doesn't mean that we have to have it all together. That doesn't mean we have to be perfect. It just means we need to pursue Jesus. And as we pursue Jesus, we're going to, you know, it'll strengthen our marriage. It'll strengthen our parenting styles and we'll know where to set boundaries with, you know, there is not a one size fits all. Even we, (laughs) we even had this brought up, you know, with our, our, our little seminar thing that we had on Saturday, excuse me, is, um, that, you know, you can have three kids biologically from the same two parents and all three, you got to do things differently with because they're just completely different personalities. But the beauty of when you're leading out of integrity is that means there's grace when you do screw up. There's grace when you didn't do something right. But how powerful is it when mom and dad come to the kids and say, look, we, we failed in this and we are sorry. And what you're doing is you're perpetuating a whole a whole household of grace and mercy and love and everything else. What, you know, ultimately Jesus has asked us to do when raising our children, we're able to influence them in a biblical way because we are perpetuating that grace constantly instead of just pretending like we all have to have it all together. So when I say leading out of integrity, I don't mean that you're not going to still mess up. You're still not going to screw up. It's just allowing grace to infiltrate every part of your lives. And that has a, a, a profound kingdom impact on your kids. And when we talked a lot about, we, we went into Hebrews chapter four and we laid the, the biblical foundation for all of this because, you know, you know, uh, a, a critic would say when listening to this part of it and going, well, you're just talking about letting parents do whatever they want. Absolutely not. Is that we gave the, you know, the biblical foundation for grace parenting is Hebrews chapter four and, and verses 14 through 16, that we have a great high priest who is unable, who is to sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who in every respect has been tempted as we are yet without sin and he invites us to come to us and so the biblical theological foundation that we make for grace-based parenting and this whole thing of resilience is the fact that every day of our lives Christ um, you know has already paid the debt of our sin and he's interceding for us and so we go to him every day and say man this is where I screwed up uh, this is where I need your grace because of my salvation I have access to the priest who not only absolves us but he cleanses us and purifies us and then he takes us into a better relationship and all of this is discipleship all of this is simply discipleship it's what we teach every Sunday here and what we're doing is we're moving our parenting instead of a list of rules and protecting our kids we made huge mistakes at thinking that we've got to you know just guard our kids from the bad old world and there is a sense of that but it's really not we're raising up kids and we we raised up three boys to go send them out into the world and 
all three of them are actively engaged, whether they're working a secular job or whether they're in full-time ministry, they're all engaged in discipleship. Every one of them has a discipleship group. We are called to raise up a generation to go out and impact the world. And our kids went to public schools. They were around sinful stuff. And yet our job as a parent is to, is to have them at home and teach them how to discern what is bad and good while they're under our roof. And our job is to help them figure that out. And just like Jesus does with us, he doesn't say stay in the church. He sends us out as the high priest, and he says even when you're out there and you mess up, you come back to me, and that's what we want to teach our kids to do. I, I even had it brought up on Saturday, and I, would, I just want to get your reaction to this, is they said, well, you know, you want us to look to the Scripture and look to Jesus, obviously, as our model for how we should parent. And, you know, they were 100% fine with that, but they said— Jesus didn't have kids. <laughs> he said he wasn't married and he didn't have kids. But I mean, and basically it's a what valid I, point. That was a valid point. <laughs> but, you know, it all goes back towards this is just another model of discipleship. And that's what even uh that book, Connecting Church and Home, that's what they say in there is that your family unit is operates like a church. Um, not like we have to have worship service every time we go down the road necessarily, but it's it's a it's a small church coming to contribute to large church once or twice or however many times a week. Um, and so if the small church and the family's not healthy, the large church can't be healthy. Um, but in that model, that means you are the disciple maker of your child. And Jesus was the ultimate disciple maker, right. which by the way, he still had Judas. Right. Okay. Just pointing that out. So, you know, and so kids are still. He did gonna, have 12 dumb kids. <laughs> he did <laughs> yes, have 12 yes. very dumb. Technically he has millions and millions yes. of dumb kids mm-hmm. in all of us, but, yes. um, but some of us more than others. But, <laughs> he, uh, you know, it's, it always goes back to discipleship. Like, guys, this is not a ministry of the church. This is the heartbeat of the church. This is the heartbeat of Jesus. You are discipling your kids. It's not the church's job. It's not anybody else. It's not your school teacher's job. It's not your football coaches, son's football coaches, whatever job. It is you are the disciple maker. You are going to influence these children. You can influence it for the best and, you know, go to Jesus who has been tempted and tried in every way. So when you brought up that sermon, I didn't know that was going to be your uh, or excuse me, scripture for your sermon. I didn't know that, but I literally quoted that on Saturday as a response to that question. Yeah. And uh, I, I'm not going to say their names, but I saw a couple or whatever, the ones that brought it up. And I just kind of looked back at him and he just like winked at me. And I'm like, <laughs> hey, looky there, Holy well, Spirit. It, and it is a good question. I mean, it's a valid point, but it, you know, I know they meant it in sort of jest. But, you know, our answer ultimately to that is, is that Jesus designed mom and dad. And he designed, you know, because he's the creator of children. He's the creator of parenting. So he sort of knows how to do it. And then I would <laughs> say he just because he wasn't married he created woman and so he you know he sort of was there in genesis so he gets that and here's another big one to chew on he never pastored a church yep the church wasn't even in existence what? when he, church wasn't even in existence he wasn't he, even a deacon <laughs> he wasn't ordained by the association <laughs> that's right he, oh gosh he did not have a car. he would have had to get a haircut if he was gonna be in our association <laughs> he, well, then, he, well then all those baptisms were in vain if he wasn't ordained <laughs> he didn't have a car to good standing so. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway. when he transferred his letter over here <laughs> i'm gonna say ugly words on this podcast <laughs> he, he didn't go through the committee <laughs> so, yeah. so something that jesus um, also wasn't baptist there you go <laughs> <laughs> what? So Praise the, the Lord. So during our Q&A of the conference on Saturday, um, I, I really wanted to kind of bring this same line up, and I'm glad you said it Sunday in your sermon. Uh, but there, it never – I was in the back, and it, it was never a time to really 
fit it in because things, you know, you remember. Well, this has been Arkansas was playing. It's the time. Well, no, we were already done by then. We were already done by then. But there was, I just didn't want to blurt out a turn and I didn't have a session. So it really wasn't my place to say it anyway. But, um, oh, when we were on stage. Yeah. When y'all, when y'all were on stage. Yeah. So, um, but this, this, uh, sentence that you put in your sermon was exactly spot on talking about finances, parenting, blended families, grandparenting, whatever topic there was discussed at the conference resilience is learned it's not automatic mm-hmm. like my point was going to yeah. be yeah. it takes time like uh, specifically for the finances for for us cuz that's Absolutely. you know you're not going to fix your budget overnight you know you're not going right. to fix all your financial problems your parenting right. problems overnight it takes time which it's is not the automatic. definition of the resilient and that's why we feel right. you know the pressure that parents feel like failures and they keep trying to think oh we got to just and we think that we'll uh, achieve this level that once we do you know this and conquer this i got news for you you're going to always battle your finances you're going to always battle your kids even when they're adults trust me um, looking right here <laughs> uh, they're still going to frustrate you they're still going to excite you they're, all of those kind of things there is no achievement level until we get to heaven. So resilience is just a matter. We keep thinking it's horizontal relationship, and it's circular. And it's, Mm -hmm. you know, our relationship with Jesus is not that we get this achievement level and then we've conquered that and we don't have to deal with it anymore. It's our relationship with following Christ and discipleship is always circular. And so that's why we need discipleship, because it reminds us to come back to that place where we're um, in love with Jesus and doing the right thing. And that's why it always is tied back to discipleship, just like... uh you know, Tanner, you just mentioned like you can get a budget. Colton even gave out. He said budgeting is fun, um, but he even gave out all these handouts. And, and he meant it. <laughs> and yeah, but I mean, you can plug that all in, and you know, okay, I'm only going to spend this much, this much, and do all that with your finances. But if you don't follow it; it doesn't mean anything. Or you can get the five steps to having a Christ following child, and you did those five steps, and it didn't work. Well. Right. Do it again, or what? Like, like you said, it's circular. It's a crock pot, not a microwave. Right. It takes time and stuff too. So don't, you know, you got to do something with it. But that's the definition of resilience, and it goes hands in hand with discipleship. This, this is an ongoing thing. And who doesn't love a good crock pot meal? Amen, amen, amen. It was one last night. Amen. Ashley's got one in the thing today. So hey, it was funny too watching as we did review on Sunday recap of all of the seminars and Taylor and and Colton were on stage with the rest of us speakers. And so Colton, I've never seen him get so excited and happy when people were asking him questions on finance. And Taylor was rolling her eyes because she was so (laughs) into that. But we've uh, finished this message up in resilient uh, child discipleship focuses on three things. If you're a parent here listening to our uh, podcast, we brought it all in go to our sermon podcast uh, page. sermon playback podcast sermon playback yeah that word say it again so, you know, <laughs> no i can't no heck no and so anyway and so but here's what we want you to remember and this is what we simplified for you guys getting back to the basics and we gave the nasa illustration how they could not get a man to the moon until they simplified all of the data and all the research for you all the folks that have to have the magic you know serum to make all this work and when they simplified it down to three things they were able to get a man in the moon and the same thing for you as parentings you teach your children this is this is really all that matters is they belong to god they were created by him and you give your children back to him you teach them to believe in jesus christ and that relationship and that high priest and then you teach them they become a part of discipleship and that means each other and the relationship with christ if you're three if your kids get the three b's down you're going to have a good family that's right the killer bees killer bees 
All right, well, check out that sermon on the Sermon Playback Podcast, or you can go to our Facebook page or our uh, website, which you'll hear about in just a minute from our brother, Daniel Tucker. and uh, Or the bass singer, Fair Elvira. That's right. That's coming up, too. <laughs> uh, anything else? What do we got coming up this Sunday? This Sunday, we're back in the Gospel of Luke, and so we are going to be looking at the final piece of the Sermon on the Plain. The final countdown. Yeah. All right. <laughs> All right, cool. So check out that. Be here Sunday. Uh did we break our did we continue our four hundred streak, Terry? We, we uh we we fell fifteen people short. So it, you fifteen people know who you are. So. That's right. Well can, can, <laughs> can you count the Missouri fifteen and uh, we went yeah. hey, well over. Hey Alan and Lisa. Yeah, so yes, yes. We'll count them and, and keep our streak going. Alan so. and Lisa count. Let's see. <laughs> we got one more Sunday in February, right? Is that yes, right? Yes, correct. Right, so you've got one more Sunday to get mm-hmm. somebody joined, saved, or baptized to keep – and remember how we said we'll give you the street going? Because Sadie was supposed to be baptized in January, you know? Yeah, so uh, you got one more Sunday to get her done. I don't know if you're uh, if that um, if we can do that. I feel like this is Jawan Howard. Uh, no, no, that, that's fair. <laughs> it's, it's, I think it's fair because it would have happened in January had there not been – Hard weather. So yes. yeah. if you can get somebody in February, I, I would count that. Are we going to talk about the Michigan coach today? Absolutely. It's coming up. We're going to take a quick break. We'll come, by, come right back with our best and the worst. Have you been looking for a place to call home? Need a place that makes you feel welcome and valued while at the same time growing spiritually in Christ and biblical truths? At Connect Church, our mission is all about loving God, loving people, and making disciples. When we gather together, there's a spirit of worship, a spirit of kindness, and a spirit of welcoming to anyone and everyone who's seeking God's will and truth in their lives. We invite you to visit during one of our two Sunday services to discover how Connect Church can help you grow in your relationship with Jesus Christ. Our friendly and spirit-filled worship environment is just the place for you. Visit Connect Church this Sunday during our 9 o'clock or 10.30 a.m. services located at 1650 North Veterans Boulevard in Tupelo, Mississippi. Or you can check out our live stream on our Facebook page or our website at www.triconnect.church. Again, that's www.triconnect.church. We look forward to connecting with you. And we're back on the podcast. We're over here talking about basketball during the break, and we're going to talk a little bit about that. That's it. I'm punching you. <laughs> here comes. Oh, up. gosh. Yeah. So, um, you know what? Let's just, since we're talking. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> time out. Yeah. Stop. Yeah. They don't like those late timeouts. Get out. Get out. If you don't like basketball, just tune us out. But if you are if you like a little bit of basketball, then this, this, is for this you, next Brian. segment is for you. Yeah. Let's, let's get into our best and the worst of the weekend. It was the best of times. It was the worst of times. Wait, 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 which was it? This is the worst. Simply the best. All right, Andrew, what was your best of the week? Best of the week um, was I really didn't honestly want to go to Winter Jam, but I'm glad I did. It was a lot of fun. Our students had a lot of fun. I enjoyed it. See, my problem is I would love to go to those things, but I want to sit on the side of the stage or backstage. Like, I don't want to, I, I don't like people that much to be out in, the, in a big crowd like that. And I'm more interested in what's happening behind the scenes than I'm happen- and what's happening on the stage. You should go get a part-time gig when I, Winter yes. Jam comes in Bangkok. With the arena. arena. I would love to be like the spotlight guy up in the balcony yes. or something, you know? <laughs> we, we had like a 
we had like a hundred of our members on the front row in Winter Jam, though, so, so yeah, they were hey, pretty good. close to that's that. That's awesome, so, yeah. man. Yeah. Good, good for them. We even had a teenager, uh, the lead singer of I Am They, she took his phone while she was singing and, like, is just walking around with it. And so he's actually got it of, like, him, like, his phone, her singing. She stole the phone. No. She we, did. We had we had uh, even older folks. Mark Garrett, uh, who's closer to my age, went for the very first time, and he goes, "Why have I been missing this?" He loved it, and um, you know, sort of an older school gentleman. And then uh, Zach and Kayla Rutledge got a teenage son now, so they went to check it out, and they were like, "Dang, we missed it all these years. It was so good." And so they, I, th- they I think between Nate and his friend Van, they were like literally on the stage. I think they got like a selfie in the middle of the concert. Like where the the artist took a picture with them, were from every single artist, KB, nice. Colton Dixon, Skillet, like every single one, while they were still playing and singing, was like taking a video or a selfie with every single artist. It was actually very impressive. That's cool. <laughs> um, I, the best thing about Winter Jam, I remember when we moved into this sanctuary, and the first, you know, people didn't like the lights and they're moving, and those same complainers were the ones that were going to Winter Jam and loving it. I'm like, if you can go to Winter Jam and enjoy that, then you can handle eight lights that are moving. Well, okay? there, there was a couple of them that weren't going to Winter Jam, but anyway. <laughs> Anyways, all right, Terry, what was your best this week? Uh, my best of the week, I had a couple of them, man. Uh, Saturday conference was so good with the church family, man. Just enjoyed that. Uh, kudos to Ashley and Tanner for doing a great uh, variety show. Uh, that was it's all her a, idea. Yeah, but it was you carried it out well, so a great time. But my favorite parts of that were uh, Elvira, and so uh, Neil Benfield was <laughs> Me too. nailed it. And, Neil, and, uh, did an awesome Neil did an job. awesome job. So, and I had the white beard, so I you was did, a part yes. of that. But anyway, and then uh, it sort of com- combines with my worst of the week, though, was um, – um, of course, we and the other best was they sang uh, two different groups did Shania Twain songs. Yeah. So that I was, was surprised you know, that they picked that. Both the, groups picked that. The song. worst was was were watch, you? I really were you was. that surprised? I was surprised that two groups picked the song. Yeah, the, not that the song was picked. That two groups picked the song. But the worst was is watching uh, Andrew and um, um, James James do the um, you know yes. the, yeah, the dad and then the other one that was Taylor doing it was much more appeasing yeah, was, to look at. It than was, you guys. Yeah, did, that was so. that was that was a little. <laughs> I don't creep. know why you think Taylor's that appeasing to look at. <laughs> that was that was that was a little uh, awkward to walk out on with Andrew and James up there, and then the other one was they did um, get close to kissing uh, uh, one time. Uh, yeah, it was just it was, <laughs> they did. Yeah, it was they real, really did. It was the worst, and, and but it was sort of combination that I never thought I would have sung on my stage uh, at our church in uh, my stage. Is um, it's raining men? It's raining. Yeah. Yes. So when, <laughs> when that song came across my phone, I said. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Shout, yes, shout out yes. to Chris Foster. Yes. <laughs> he he was my best when that umbrella came out. Yes. I swear I lost it. No, my, no, 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 my the favorite best part was him was walking off and the pouring of sweat. sweat. Just because be, he and was all in he did was hold up an umbrella. He didn't move. He no, didn't he see. spun it. He spun it, and that was like that. That was the kicker. Like yes. he opened up and it spun. And it's like. Yeah. Oh, this is hilarious. We, we said when, when you were doing like the one, like one person get up there and do it, yeah. we said he should have just got up there and you should have played the under my umbrella yeah. Yeah. and get him to do that again. Oh, he was dying. He was my best of the week. Chris Foster was, along with Neil, doing a great job at channeling his inner Joe yes. Bonzel. Yes. So, yes. Love the Oak Ridge boys. All right, Andrew, what was your worst of the week? Um... I don't know. It was actually a pretty good weekend. Um, we, we did have a rough morning with our son screaming and throwing up and stuff right before the conference, so that was fun. But other than that, I would definitely have to say the the end of the Michigan game. Yeah, I was going to sure. say. I'm, I, I'm not even following basketball that closely and stuff, but I went and like rewatched what happened with all that goodness gracious. 
But, but that's the same conference that allowed uh, Bobby Knight to throw chairs. In the 80s, that's could, acceptable. It was. Oh, that's, yeah, none it, of that it, is acceptable it, now. No, if, if you did that in the 80s, the, the, the uh, Big Ten and all them would be applauding Juwan Howard. If you don't so know be, what we're talking about, and I assume this is your worst as well. Uh, I've got, well, I've got one more. Right, give us yeah. your other worst, then we'll get it. Okay, okay. My worst is Juwan okay, Howard. So my, my other worst was, so uh, we're in stick, this is the age of, of your life you get to, is we're watching the grandkids while um, Andrew and Ashlyn take the teens to uh, the winter jam. So even though Blaine wanted to go, we're, we're babysitting the grandkids. So uh, what do we do? They're not there. So we take them to Fulton on Sunday night to, uh, we're going to, you know, they've been really good. So we're going to go to McDonald's and listen to Andrew. We go to McDonald's and they're shut down at two o'clock. You cannot go inside. And so we, you know, our whole big deal was we're going to go sit down inside McDonald's, get an ice cream cone if they eat their food, you know, just bribing the kids and grandkids because, you know, that's what grandparents do. So we go across the street to Sonic. You got ice cream. Son, the, I hate Sonic. Okay, I love their food, but I hate Sonic. Uh, listen, they're shut down. They said, yeah. sorry, we don't, we're not open tonight because we don't have enough workers. So yeah. we go to, uh, Hardee's, they're closed in, because they don't have enough workers. We go uh, Burger King. I don't know. We skipped Ugh. that one. We wound up at Jack's. Everybody in Fulton was at Jack's. <laughs> it was the only <laughs> one open. But uh, it was, you know, so that was sort of the worst. But the best was is it worked out really good. God provides. So they're playing Disney movie on this giant screen over the fireplace in Jack's. So Nora is out of her mind. She's, she's so, happy about so, it. She's happy about <laughs> it. I'm, she's not even paying attention. I'm sticking chicken fingers down her throat, you know, and yeah. so because that's yes. the only way you get Nora to eat. So she's just eating, and I because I told her we're going to get ice cream cone. This is why I love being a grandparent. She takes maybe six, seven licks of the ice cream cone, and guess who gets to finish it? You did. <laughs> <laughs> that is That's the, not COVID appropriate. <laughs> oh, but it was it was great. <laughs> All right, so here here's our, one of my other worst is uh, the Hogs have not won in Gainesville, Florida since mm, 1995. Yes. Nin- say that out loud. Since 1990, freaking five. How old wow. were you in 95? I was uh, 10 years old in 95, okay? <laughs> so uh, but not, keep in mind, we didn't play there every year because right, the way sure. they used to do the schedule, and we still don't. It's you know, every other year, maybe every other three years uh, way back then. But tonight, the Hogs go to Florida, and we're going to break that streak. We're going to break the streak. Nice, nice. We're going streaking through the quad, into the gymnasium. Anyways, in well, Gainesville. I, I just know, you know, this podcast airs. It's t- it's Tuesday today, but, yeah. you know, it'll air on Thursday, and I'm going to laugh if they lose again tonight. Hey, <laughs> hey, history is not on our side. So, uh, anyways, the, 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 the big worst was Jawan Howard uh, yes. at the uh, Michigan-Wisconsin game. He's going to get in the line. Interesting finish here, 77. Oh, see, and they're going at it. Oh, yeah. Howard and Guard are not happy right now as the two of them continue to have words. We told you Jawan Howard was not happy about that timeout. Yo, and Jawan Howard just threw a right hand. And now we got a scrum. We have a scrum in Madison. Players are pushing and shoving. This is an ugly scene. The best part about that is, is the yo, yo, <laughs> wow, whoa! I love that. We got some excitement. We're back in the eighties. Yeah, kudos, kudos to the uh, TV crews for not cutting away. Oh, yeah, you know absolutely. Like, usually yes. they're trying to get to golf or they're trying to get to the next event, but they're like, oh wait, 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 wait. 
Let's see what's going to happen here. You know, we, we so, want to be politically correct, so we don't want to show anything. That's, exactly. You, you know, usually they cut. Oh, so, yeah. But anyway, yeah. I don't know why that Wisconsin Wisconsin coach thought it was acceptable to shake hands and grab his elbow. You know, because they, <laughs> you know, coaches never do that. They never stop and talk at the handshake line. Right. Right. Which have you seen people want to uh, people like legit? They want to get away with the handshake line and say no more of that. Yeah. Well. That's stupid. <laughs> My gosh. You hurt my feelings. Yeah. yeah. You called a late so, timeout. Yeah. Hey, see, back in my day, we never did any of the uh, handshaking thing anyway. We were like, you know, oh, I can't say on the air. <laughs> you know, when we got done with the game, it was like, forget you. Yeah, so. exactly. Hey, can, uh, can Forgive I pu- you. <laughs> yes. Can I punch Andrew in the face and just get suspended for five Sundays? Right? Can- exactly. No, he's been suspended the rest of the season, hasn't he? Five games. Oh, that's why you said five. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. five meaningless games. Yeah, okay. wow, meaningless. No, and they're, and they're no, not, you may not, Tanner. <laughs> and they're, they're not going to the tournament anyway. So, no, yeah. I mean, good grief. But anyways, all right, that was my worst, John Howard, the Michigan idiot. Um, anyways, all right, so are we ready for our? Oh, I have a random thought for you. This is not. This is not a worst, but um, this is. Uh, is it a stupid question? Oops, sorry, wrong one. <laughs> wrong button. Uh, Easter is coming. Yes, and you know how I know? Why? Because I broke something of importance. My iPad shattered. I saw that. I saw that. Shattered. So here's what happened. So Friday, we're going out some (laughs) It looks terrible. I I saw it on your uh, keyboard. I'm going to get it fixed, but... um, I had my. We were going out to some friend's house, and I had my hands full of kids' cups and jackets and crap. And I never, never take that iPad home. Yeah. I never do. But I thought, you know, while we're going to their house, I'll let them do their uh, the ABC Mouse little kids learning app. I'll let them play on the iPad, yeah. kind of keep them contained a little bit. So I took it home, and I'm putting all my stuff in at the house, and I'd lay the iPad on the van like an idiot. And we drive off. I go to Dollar General out of the neighborhood. And I get, then I go up to their house, and while I'm at the house, I'm thinking, oh, no way. Crap. I no left way. the iPad on top of the van. No way. So we leave about 9 o'clock, 9.30, and I told Ashley on the way home, I was like, I left the iPad on the van. I'm pretty sure. Maybe I put it on the other van in the in the garage, oh, but wow. I left it on top of the van. So when we get home, I got to check the driveway, check the road in the neighborhood, and see where the iPad is, because it's got to be out there. Yeah. You know, so we're on the way. I get to downtown Sotillo. I turn to go up to Ivywood Cove, our neighborhood, and I'm driving, and I look over, and I see it on the side of the road. And I oh, stop wow. real quick, and I back up, and I said, there it is right there. It was on the white painted line, the boundary line. No the white way. Line. So it had been ran over who knows how many amount of times because oh, that road is so narrow. Yeah, yeah. But it looks like it. Everything works. No way. It Just works like a train. I used it Sunday. Yeah. Well, I saw it the on The screen there. is shattered. Yeah, I got glass shards in my finger from <laughs> touching it. But so that's how I know Easter's coming because I shattered another. Piece that's of an advertisement for Apple products. <laughs> it, it really is like yeah. it was. It was face up in the road. The case is beat to heck. Yeah. Anyways, what or, is it or with whatever you? case he has? <laughs> what is impressive. it with Tanner and Easter that he likes to break glass? I'm I know you, you're I not. Around, you're not allowed to be around any kind of. I don't want to go to the Easter egg hunt. I don't want to go. Something bad's gonna happen. All right, let's get into our dumb question. Um. This might be a stupid question. Uh, there's no such thing as a stupid question. What a stupid question that is. You ask a lot of stupid questions. Can I ask a dumb question? Better than anyone I know. You guys got any random thoughts y'all want to add before we get out of here on these dumb questions? I do, actually. I have one. I right, go for it. Because it got brought up as a debate in youth group. It said, if a student fails a test, is it the student or the teacher that's the failure? Well, that just depends. That's a great question, and I've like heard that it, We actually got like a philosophical debate about this. 
that's where the curve comes into play, I would say. Right? Because if, you've got, <laughs> if you've got 15 kids that, you know, made A's and B's and you got the two kids that did C's and D's, well, that's on the student, in my opinion. So, I've, I, When we have time, I've got a great story about that. When I went to uh, Dr. Piccarelli about a professor that everybody in the class had flunked, and I went and made a deal with him. If everybody flunked, that's on the teacher, and that's going to represent on the school. If you give us a second chance in the second semester, then and we all do A's, then you know you can save the teacher's job and our students' grades. And he took it and, and accepted it. Well, there you go. Hey, <laughs> Dr. Pick is a reasonable man. He is awesome. He was say, so awesome. Yeah. I'm, su- I'm surprised. It wasn't to- Dr. Pick, but if you went to some other ones, they probably would have told you you weren't spiritual. No, well, the, yeah, exactly. well, the, the professor that was that I was going to tell on, he chased yes. me into his office. I already had done the speech and, and made the deal with Dr. Pick when he runs in there and Dr. Pick says, that's what we're going to do. He's got a valid point and the teacher was just so irritated with me. But I, to his credit, he gave me an A the second semester. I, or, or, I worked my butt off. Well, yeah, or he said. gets fired. <laughs> hey, Dr. Pick, like he wrote the new New King James Version. Like, right, he, yeah, like, yes. Literally, he yeah. was on the committee that wrote the New King James <laughs> He was there with, with Jesus. When, For real. <laughs> Anyways, all right, here's our dumb questions. Why are they called apartments when they're all stuck together? Huh. <laughs> huh? Yeah. Why I, are they I guess called? technically they do have standalone apartments, but typically they are like big. Wait, like, what, what's a standalone apartment? Like a condo? Kinda, yeah. Like when I think apartments, I think of a big building, oh, yeah, like a bunch of room, like a hotel. Yeah. You know? Right. No, I mean technically I had to rent an apartment, but it was one I mean it was they were houses, but they shared walls at the same time. But it was an actual house. So I'd call that a townhouse. No? It was only one story. Okay. I guess it'd still be a townhouse. I, I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> something to think about. What, uh, what's another word for thesaurus? Tran- Tranosaurus. What's a thesaurus? Book. It's, a, <laughs> it's um, yeah, it's a book. What, but what is the thesaurus? It's where you go to look up words that mean something else, like a synonym. Right, synonym. Yes, yeah. right, right. Yes. So what's another word for the, the source? Synonym. Yeah, I guess so. But is a synonym a book? No. Because a th- thesaurus is a book. That's hard to say. Thesaurus. Thesaurus. Yeah, never mind if I say it. Yeah, don't do it. <laughs> All right, last one. Why is a bra singular and panties are plural? <laughs> Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Well, on that uh, note, this is our uh, final podcast. Think, think about it. I am not touching that with a tip. We're not thinking about that, Tanner. No. Thanks for listening. The worst of the week. Yeah, y'all, y'all have a great week and think about your plural panties. All right. He's got a point. Yeah.